Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, David Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is Seven Simple Habits of Financially Successful People. Motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going, says Jim Rohn. And how many of you know the difference between motivation and the difference between a habit? For one thing, a habit is something that you form because it's repetitive and something that you do every day so that it becomes a habit even when you don't even think about doing it. And motivation is that emotion that drives you, that teaches you how to succeed. What does it mean to be financially successful? To some, it may mean having zero debt, while to others, it means having a large fortune in the bank. But whatever it means to you, the most successful people in the world often have many habits in common. If they are trying to become financially independent, consider these seven habits to financially successful people and how they can incorporate them into your own life. For one thing, What's happened is we live in a society where people have learned to live above their means, that they have to have something when they see it. And part of that's because as children, their parents were a little bit better financially off than the grandparents, and they wanted the children to have what they didn't have when they were children. So what happens is, They freely give the child something whenever they want it. And what does that do? That's not being financially responsible, and that's teaching the child not to be financially responsible. For one thing, I grew up with a disability, and I didn't have the same opportunities as everyone else in the workplace. And for me, I ended up getting a debt not because I wanted to as much as that. Just taking care of basic financial needs put me in debt because when you live on $600 a month, you have to figure out how to budget that and pay your bills, and yet at the same time, because I have a disability and there's a three-size difference in one foot and the other, I still have to go out and get two different size shoes. When I buy clothes, I still have to be able to buy clothes. I still have to be able to buy food. And early on, just simply because I had an education, I didn't qualify for Social Security. And I didn't qualify for SSI. It wasn't until much later. And so, yes, I ended up on the street several times simply because my income fluctuated so badly. But even when I earned a living, I always knew how to pay my bills based on what I had 
to spend. And I always would set up my bill payments first. And yes, I had I had credit cards and I used those to get the little extras. And then that's where my financial debt came in. Not that I would have put myself in that position had I had any other choice. And come from a family where, no, we weren't rich, but we were financially okay. And my my father knew he had two children with disabilities that he assumed would never work because at the time that he passed away, there were no laws that guaranteed people with disabilities rights to an education or right to employment. That came much, much later. But even now that I finally got on SSI, I managed to stay within my budget. I always managed to pay my bills off. But when I first got on it and they decided they were going to buy me a place, all my bills went to pay necessities. I didn't even have money to pay for the power bill. I had to go to agencies to get the help because my family was not there to support me. And that was simply because my mother controlled the funds and she did not want me being independent and she was not going to help me if I wasn't going to live in the house with her so that she could constantly belittle me and constantly tell me that I was worthless and constantly tell me well, how I couldn't hold a job. She was not the, a, a supportive person. She was very much someone who had very low self-esteem, and she was going to make sure that she put out her negativity on everyone else, and she was not someone that I was going to be around. And I ended up homeless on several occasions just simply because of that. But I always knew how to get myself out because I was determined to be independent. Now, they create and stick to budgets. Just the word budget can make someone uncomfortable. But financially successful people don't shy away from setting realistic budgets for themselves. They create actual plans for their money living within their means, and allocating it accordingly. The difference that sets financial abundance people apart from the crowd is that they don't consider a budget to be a restriction. They instead view it as a blueprint of how, where, and when to spend their money. Creating and sticking to a budget is an imperative step to becoming financially successful. Let me give you this little tip. Every month, I look at what I have in my bank account and what's coming in. I look at my bills. I pay the ones that I have to pay, and then I manage the others on what I can afford to pay them. So you need to be aware of what your means are, and you need to learn to live within your means. Now, I have my own business, so what does that mean? That means there's certain necessities that I have to be able to do, but at least because I'm an online business, that certain expenses that would be far higher had I had to do everything by getting a car to be mobile, to, to reach people, to do the 
the things that I can do online today, that if you look at the last 25, 30 years, we've been moving in this direction. The only difference is that the pandemic accelerated that movement. They aren't impulsive buyers. We all know the feeling of buying something on a whim. The exhilarating, it, it leaves us wanting more. Our culture of mass consumption has left many of us falling victim to temptation by impulsively making unplanned purchases. This behavior can be very dangerous to our bank accounts. Financially stable people tend to plan their purchases and weigh pros and cons of all their purchasing decisions. Sure, we sometimes buy things that we know we don't need, but learning to control these impulses is key to becoming financially stable. The best way to do this is this. Look at your budget, and yes, there's credit cards, but always be aware that that's money that you're going to have to owe. And how are you going to budget and can you afford to? And look at your circumstances. Now, here's another thing. When you have a disability, there's certain things that you need that you may not be able to pay. And in my case, that, yes, I'm at an age that I now qualify for Social Security. I'm not qualified because I didn't pay in enough to Social Security. I only get SSI on my name. Had I have remained on Social Security as a surviving child and never worked, then the money would have been coming to someone else. And that was my mother when I was much younger because my father died when I was 18 years old and just entering college. And because I was independent, it came to her. And then I had to ask her for every little thing just to take, take care of getting around. And she always made me feel like I, like, like I was begging for the money. Therefore, when, it was, when I finished college, I went to work because I wanted to be financially independent. I wanted to be able to take care of myself. And because I did that, I lost the ability to get that support from Social Security. But eventually, I did get it on my own name. And I, ha and I, I have to go out and buy my shoes. I have to go out and buy my clothes. The only thing that the inheritance takes care of is the roof over my head. And that I'm thankful for because that allows me to be able to get shoes. And shoes for me are, are not inexpensive simply because I wear odd sizes and simply that I need good support, shoes with good support. And in the last few years, have had to go back and start wearing a brace on my foot again and start wearing a brace on my hand to support because I don't have the use of those limbs and I don't have the same mobility. But understanding that has allowed me to, to know what's available to me and know that for me, 
whatever health care coverage I get, that because I'm on SSI and under SSI you get Medicaid, and only because you merit the Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act did Medicaid start improving in what they were offering. But once I hit 65, Medicaid paid for me to get Medicare, and that opened up some other things to me. And because I'm considered low income and I'm on Humana, I now, through them, get a healthy eating card in addition to food stamps, which helps me to be to live within that budget. But it's something that I've always managed because I I come from a family that that my grand my grandparents didn't have a whole lot of money, and 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 my grandmother was always petty and always jealous of what other people had, and she being the way she was, that my grandfather's family wanted nothing to do with them and had had she have been different, they probably would have moved them to Savannah. They would have seen to it that they all lived in a, they lived in a house where all the children had their own beds. They would have done the things to help them to to have a different attitude. But so many of them came grew up having personal attitude about life that it created a lot of issues within the family. And it was a very dysfunctional family because of that. But the budgeting, the managing of the money was always there. So seeing that is what taught me to be financially aware and, and, and managing money based on what I what I knew that I did not want to end up. Uh, having to worry about other things. But when your income fluctuates to where sometimes you have an income and sometimes you don't, and you have no family support systems that say, hey, we'll, we'll help you in those low times to help you through that, then it's understandable that I ended up where I did a few times. They set realistic goals. To be financially successful, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there. It's important to set goals and make plans to transform your dreams into reality. You can't just sit back and hope that money will fall from the sky. Although, wouldn't that be nice? Take time to plan your future by setting small, achievable goals and celebrating little wins over time. This behavior will help you remind that you are a path towards success and that you are capable of becoming financially successful. Just take time. And here's the thing, that with the advent of being able to build an online business and society moving in that direction, that has changed my financial baseline. That even though it's not, it's not consistent that in the last few years I've been able to to take what I was doing 30 years ago and was trying to do very successfully 30 years ago, but because I didn't have that mobility to get there to do it, 
online, I've been very successful. And it has helped to increase some of my income to the point that it's easier and, and manageable to budget my finances and at the same time be able to start getting the things that I need, like shoes, like clothes, like basic needs, just to live comfortably today. Make, and they make saving a priority. Here's the thing. Savings are very, very important, and knowing how to save is very, very important. That, that it has always been said, take and put aside 10 to 20% of your income. And in the past, if you look back in the 20th century in the 60s and the 70s and even the 80s, people were living high and they weren't thinking about putting aside money. And oftentimes, there was two things going on. There were the things where people were going out and just enjoying themselves and having the freedom to do things. Then, too, it's not something that was thought about in the family because if you remember back when the corporations were growing, it was always the attitude, oh, well, you'll, you'll work your way up in the company, and after 25 years, you'll get that retirement, and you will have Social Security, and you'll live comfortably. Well, first of all, inflation came into play. Cost of living changed. All of those things affected whether or not Social Security could afford to help you live a comfortable life. And there were various other factors. That was some of the main things that happened. And people were still used to living above their means, and and that's what they had learned to do at that time. And so, therefore, they really didn't think about the consequences. And the children are not putting aside that money today. But if you remember, even in corporations, they started thinking and talking about 401Ks and how you put that money aside and use that after you retire. They don't compare themselves to others. One flaw of financially unsuccessful people is that they are constantly comparing themselves to others. There will always be someone with a bigger house or a nicer car, but trying to keep up with the Joneses can be detrimental to building and maintaining a healthy bank account. You want to become more financially abundant? You must first focus on yourself instead of wasting time and money to be like someone else. In that case, I'm going to tell you that that is caused by several different reasons. First of all, if you have low self-esteem and you want to build up your self-esteem, what do you do? You go out and you look and you see what someone else has, and you go out and do that. Why? Because it, it builds you up inside. My sister grew up uh, being deaf, 
and always being told she could never live on her own. She could never think for herself. What she, she was always told what she could never do. The problem is that her personality was such that she bought into what they were telling her so that she never graduated college because she was always, whatever someone would tell her, they were taking this course or that course or whatever, she would be out there taking it because that made her feel better about herself. And even in the home when she was no longer in school and had never graduated, she was always constantly being screamed at because she didn't wash her clothes right, she didn't make the bed right, she didn't. And she, and she was always trying to appease because she so desperately wanted their love and couldn't understand that they couldn't give her the love she wanted. And, it, and her, her personality is to be the peacemaker. She, she did things like what people, oh, she's, I guess the easiest way to say it is she's that steadiness personality that if the book says this is the way it's going to be done, that's how she's going to do it because she thinks it's going to get her what she's missing and what she so desperately wants, and she didn't know how to give it to herself. And if you learn that don't look look for it outside, look for it inside yourself. Learn to love and respect yourself first, because if you can do that, then you're not going to be comparing yourself to other people and what they have. And and want to go out and get it. You're going to look at what you need and do the things that you need. And what happens when someone looks at someone who's very successful in their business? Well, that person has goals. And he looked at the goals, and he had a plan, and he went out and worked, it, worked that plan. And what happens is someone else feels inferior, so they're going to start cutting them down. Why are they doing that? Because they don't want to be feeling inferior. They want to pull you down to their level so they can, can feel superior to you. So just be aware of how you do things, how you create the feeling or the emotion that tears you down. And always, always remember to be focused. Focused on you and who you are. They set aside limiting beliefs. I'll never be rich. Rich people have good luck, and I don't. I'm not smart enough to be rich. If you're hurting financially, you have likely said a negative comment or two, like these ones that you yourself in the past. However, have you considered that these self-limiting beliefs are sabotaging your you financially. Negative beliefs like these have the power to alter your behavior in a negative way, making you less likely to reach your goals. Financially, abundant people don't tell themselves they can't, and while they don't focus on luck, they do focus on goals and having their dreams come to fruition. If you are being held back, by self-limiting beliefs, try and use positive affirmations by reading lessons from some of my favorite personal development experts 
like Dale, Dale Carnegie or Napoleon Hill, practice these affirmations and finally let go of anything holding you back from success. Another thing to do is learn about the laws of attraction. Because what is the laws of attraction? Well, that's where you have, you hear those self-limiting things being said to you in your head over and over again. And you've gotten to where you repeat them over and over again. And when you're putting out those negative vibrations out into the universe, that is exactly what you're going to be getting back. That what does the laws of attraction teach you? How to retrain your thought processes with affirmations to become more positive, to put out positive vibrations into the universe. And when you do that, then you're telling the universe that you are going to succeed. And you truly believe that. And as long as you believe that, then you can always overcome any limiting beliefs. And here's the thing, that if I had, whatever anyone told me I couldn't do anything, it was like push, like waving a red flag in front of me and just daring me to prove them wrong. And because I was so determined to succeed even as a young child, that I always took that challenge. And then what happened? I had a family that they were so negative that, and they wanted to prove to me that they can control me and my spirit, that I got hit almost every day in my childhood. Why? Because I was often trying to do something that they thought I couldn't, couldn't do. So, if you have to detach yourself from your family to get away from negative people, sometimes you have to do that. And there were periods of time when I didn't even talk to my family because my and my mother didn't know where I was. And the funny thing is, is when we did start talking again, she got nice for a short period of time. She couldn't stay that way because she didn't know how to be any different. But yeah. If you have to, you have to disassociate yourself from negative people. And often when you do that, it helps you to change your attitude and, and begin to learn to believe in yourself. But remember, even when you come back within touch with those people, they're going to still try and pull you back. And I can tell you what makes a family work and sometimes stay close is simply the fact that each person re reacts the way the other person expects them to be at, to react. But if, they, if there's a breakdown, if one changes, that is a breakdown in that family because it, it only works, especially if it's a dysfunctional family, when every other person reacts ex exactly how they expect them to. They learn from their mistakes. Bill Gates once famously said, it's fine to celebrate success, but it is more often important to heed the lessons of failure. Simply put, we can't dwell on the past. Monetary mistakes, if we want to be financially successful, the important thing is that we learn from them and mistakes so that we don't make them again. And here's the thing to think about. It's the last thing that we're going to talk about that 
Don't look at failure as being a failure. Recognize that it's just a stepping stone to success. And if you understand that, and you understand that when you fail, you learn something, and how to use that as a truly learning experience. See how you treat yourself. See how you can basically hold yourself back. We all have self-limiting beliefs, especially if we allow other people to control our lives. And the best way to not let that happen is to decide that you are going to control your own life and you're going to decide how successful you're going to be. When you do that, then you are changing and you're beginning to see yourself as someone that can succeed and believe in yourself that you have the ability to reach your goals. So if you are negative, if you don't know how to change your attitudes, then find someone. Find a life coach that can truly help you begin to recognize your limiting beliefs and teach you how to overcome them. You remember, you can go to my website, and that's the number one personalcareercoach.com, and we can sit down with you and help you to begin to believe in yourself.